0: Aia paha oima aniai. Aia paha oima aniai. Oh, aloha! You <laughs> surprised me. I was just uh, practicing some Hawaiian. Yes, of course I speak Hawaiian, but only in French, so you wouldn't understand it. Aloha! You are here. It's the Paul Leslie Hour, a show that's helping people tell their stories. For nineteen glorious years. And counting. Next year, eighteen. No, the other way. Twenty. Well, on this episode we're joined by multi-grammy nominated singer and songwriter Henri Capono. That's the French version. His true name is Henry Capono. Henry is pure Hawaiian. And you know Capono is the Hawaiian word for righteous. Just as you're about to see, he is a most righteous guy, born and raised in Kapahulu. Now that's a town just outside Waikiki. Henry Capono and his tunes are full of positive energy and the aloha spirit. You may know Henry Capono's song, Dukes on Sunday? Of course you do, inspired by Duke's, the beachfront destination and restaurant in Waikiki. You know, Jimmy Buffett liked that song so much, he recorded his own version. Yeah, well, since you're such a cool bunch, we'd love to have you subscribe to Paul Leslie's YouTube channel. It's free, you know, and free means the same in every language. Plus, that way, you won't miss a thing. And now it's our pleasure. The Paul Leslie Hour presents Henri Capono or Henry Capono. Henry
1: Capono, it's a great pleasure. Samir, nice to meet you. And I'm honored. I'm honored. Of interviews, man, it's quite a journey. That's
2: what people say. And that's what I say. Well, you got a great background there. What What is that beautiful picture behind you?
1: Uh, it's just a picture I got um, a few years ago. It's uh, made out of glass and um, paint and stuff. But I like it. It's nice.
2: Beautiful. Very nice. So you are joining us, of course, from beautiful Hawaii.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a rainy day today, but it's still yeah. beautiful. Rain or shine, we have a good time over here.
2: Yeah. Do you think that there's anything that people maybe have a misconception of when it comes to Hawaii?
1: Uh, I think a lot of people have some misconceptions. You know, I think um depends on what they're um, what they've they're looking for you know, and what they've seen in uh magazines and stuff and you know, a lot of people is their dream place to come so you know i think i think it's uh i love this place yeah.
2: Yeah. it really is a, a a magical place have you been here i i was there believe it or not i was just a little boy but i still remember it i have never seen any place like it since
1: well that had to be a while ago yeah it's (laughs) time it's time to go back i think yeah it's changed a lot since then (laughs) no
2: doubt no doubt tell me about the music that you grew up listening to what kind of stuff would you hear around the house
1: around the house we mostly mostly had hawaiian music you know my uh, there was a one station that played all Hawaiian music and my my parents had it on almost all day long
2: how would you describe Hawaiian music i mean there's there's the the stuff that people they think of right away they think of resort kind of music but there's a lot of different things under that umbrella of Hawaiian music
1: yeah it's i think and think, when you think of Hawaiian music you think of ukuleles and steel guitars and um, you know, a lot of those songs are about the about different places on the island, um, different stories, uh, and <clears throat> it's just uh, beautiful music. You know,
2: it's, it's, uh, all of it. You know, the different styles, all of them kind of have in commonality a soothing quality to them.
1: It really does. You know, I think because the stories are about places that. Um, people enjoy and stories that people enjoy and they sing it they sing it like they like they've been there or they're going they're in it so
2: henry do you remember your first public performance the first time you got on the stage
1: first time i got on the stage in front of people by myself um i think i played in waikiki that was probably the first time you know, I uh, I used to play at a I used to play at my um, I stayed over in uh, Hawaii Kai over here, and um, I stayed with some some guys. We all you know uh, shared a house, and I used to just play guitar and sing, and we'd have parties, and I'd be there singing and playing. And uh, one day, my best friend said, "Man, you should go out and get a job." <laughs> so, <laughs> So I I went out. A friend of mine came by. Said there was an opening somewhere, and I went for the audition, and I got it. And I played at this place called the Aloha Surf Lounge. That was my first gig. And uh I I played there, but you know, I was so shy um, that I had my eyes closed most of the time. <laughs> then I went. Then one one night, I opened my eyes, and the place is full. So. So how did you get over that shyness um i just love singing you know i love um I, you know although there was a lot of you know, hawaiian music in my house at that time i also whenever i was with uh, other friends and stuff i i started hearing rock and roll and Jimi hendrix and um led zeppelin and Crosby, stills nash and young and and uh james taylor and you know, ray charles and Oh, is that um, James Brown, and you know, I just got actually, I I got influenced a lot by that.
2: Hmm, interesting. Now, would there be any lesser known influences that you could list? Any what? Lesser known influences that you could list.
1: <laughs> well, I I think the one that the one person that really inspired me here in the islands was a uh, um a songwriter named uh, and singer songwriter named uh, Kui Lee Kui Lee wrote um wrote I remember you which um Don Ho did um Elvis Presley covered a lot of people had covered it um and he came to my school I went to Punahou school um it's a, it was a private school I got there in as a on a baseball scholarship and um <clears throat> he came to the school he played for us and I I I was just focused on on how much fun he was having and and singing his own songs and uh, I just thought to myself man I would love to do that you know huh. at the time I was into football so football I wanted to be a professional football player but that changed when I went to vietnam so
2: now tell us about that experience of being there in in I guess you'd call that the far east right did that affect your life
1: greatly? It, it, it really did. How that all came about was um, these twin sisters from Chicago were looking for a band, and they were in Hawaii. So a friend of mine that uh, we played together in high school, um, he came to the Aloha Surf Lounge and said, Hey, you want to go to to uh, take a six-week trip to Asia? You know, you go to Singapore, Hong Kong, Thailand. Malaysia, all these cool places. He said, six weeks, you'll be back for football. I go, I'm in. So we all went and um, we got stuck there. We st- We first stopped in uh, Thailand for a month and then we flew over to uh, Vietnam. And, uh, I guess all the other places weren't in the, in the schedule, but as we were flying over, um, our manager at that you know, production uh, manager uh, closed up shop, and um, so when we got there, the people there was nobody to pick us up. But we had a phone number to call, and the guys that were guys that were there came to pick us up, and we got to. Um, we had no other choice but to stay there. We didn't have any um, money to buy bought to buy uh, tickets to go back the twin sisters couldn't uh couldn't handle it so we sent them back with what we had and we stayed there for about, for the year um we had to um you know i spent most of the time in fact all of my time just playing guitar and learning songs and um you know trying to keep myself uh, uh interested in something that's other than war and what's going on and so we we got to play for the troops after we couldn't play for the troops until we had girls. So we got some girls from England, a girl from England, and a girl from Thailand, and they were beautiful. And, um, you know, that's what the troops want to see. They don't want to see guys, but <laughs> it, they love the music and, and the girls. And so it, it all worked out really good. We were like the highest paid uh, band on in uh, Vietnam at the time. So it worked out really good, except we never really seen the money. Ah. Uh. the the manager that that quit all the money went to him and never came to us so Mm -hmm. we eventually worked our way back um i I always tell guys you know when if you ever get to to go and travel and stuff make sure you get a two-way ticket (laughs) 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 we had a one-way ticket and uh you know we had to miss we had to make our our way back so it took me, it took us two years to get back.
2: Lesson learned. Yeah. <laughs> so like
1: this- I, mean, I, I learned a lot musically. I got better at my craft, way better at my craft, and um, met a lot of really cool musicians. And, um, you know, musicians over, over there, the Filipinos and Thai um, musicians were really excellent at copying uh, other artists, you know, I mean, to the T. And hmm. Then they get off the stage and they don't speak any English at all, you know. So it was nice to meet them and uh, and, and hang out. So I learned a lot. Food was great, uh, everything was cheap, and um, you know, I just I I learned a lot about growing up. I grew up really fast, you know. Hmm. I, I seen a lot of things that that most people will never see, and um, it. It made me realize how um, how precious life is, hmm. and I think I carried I carry that all the way till till now with with me, you know. Life is is very precious, and I'm just hmm. fortunate to be here today and and enjoying the rain and enjoying the uh, talking to you. And yes, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Likewise.
2: So Henry, like the sports, would you say has music always been something that felt natural to you?
1: Uh, pretty much, I learned I learned really fast, you know. And uh, but you know, music was just a hobby at the time. My uh, my aspirations was to be a professional football player. Um, I was pretty good. With, I was in in uh, football. I got into Punahou on a baseball scholarship. But i really wanted to play football and um that was going really good for me and then um i think somebody else had had another plan for me so i ended up in vietnam and thailand so, by the time i came home it was um i i had no uh, no interest in football i was just a musician uh, an artist
2: well i became i want to i want to give a shout out to this guy a singer-songwriter named Gene Mitchell. He was the man who turned me on to Cecilio and Capono. And uh, I hope he's watching this now, but I'm hoping you can tell us when you all were coming together and making that music, did you know right away, Okay, we have something magical here?
1: We did. We um, a friend of ours got us together and we went out to Sunset Beach to a friend's house yeah with uh maybe about a handful of people and we had dinner <clears throat> and we just met and we sat down and we played a song and the first song we played was uh four and twenty by uh Stephen Stills uh well Cosby Stills and Nash and um we kind of looked at each other and whoa sounded like we we had rehearsed and then we said, okay, what else we, do we know and we started playing we played a couple more songs and we just said, you know may, we should we should uh, do something with this, and we started the group, and um, I think the first the first rehearsal we had learned like thirty songs, so we were ready to uh, play anywhere. It was really it just really kind of happened organically
2: Now, a lot of people they they made some of some of people might know this, and some people may not know that this was the first Hawaiian group to become a national act to get signed to a record label. Did you all know, did you know the significance of what that meant at the time? Or was it years later?
1: Yeah, not really, you know. Um, I never really, um, i it was never a dream of mine. But, you know, I used to listen to all these great, great artists that came out of Columbia Records. And uh, once we got in there, it was just I was like sh- shell shocked. I just was wow, you know, this is really happening. And mm-hmm. um it was uh it was exciting. You know, once I once I figured it out, I said, you know, it's I guess we have something that's special. Uh, we had uh, we had the audition at the um what was that uh at the troubadour. And oh, we wow. had our 15 minute audition for this. For the industry, all the all the record um, companies were there, and actually that that night, um, Rick Springf- Springfield was there. Um, who else? I think Rick, Rick um, Bruce Springsteen was also there, so we all had our fifteen minute um, chance, and um, we landed with the uh, Columbia.
2: How about that? So something that i noticed through all the stuff you know your solo work if there's one word that kind of would go through my head when i think about all the stuff you've recorded it's positivity can you tell us about the power of positive thinking
1: well it got me through vietnam you know and it and it's got me through to here and um i i can't think of anything um anything else but to think positive and to promote positivity you know my music um i put a lot of it into my music and and whenever i play uh perform i always um i always you know share that positivity with people and i think that's what people love about um you know me and my music and and we have a good time. You know, I just want to have a good time because, like I said, life is precious and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, we should all enjoy our life and our life together.
2: Well, what do your
1: fans mean to you, Henry? They mean everything to me. You know, they make me feel good. They make me feel important Um they are I make I um I love the relationship that we have you know it feel I we feel I feel so connected to to everybody um when I look at them and they talk to me I look in their eyes and stuff I can see there's a, 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 a honesty and 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 love and it just makes me feel feel um really special so hmm. and i I think I think uh my music for for all of that, and you know I thank God for it. just getting me all the way through here and make it, you know you know I I had that I went to a lot of I went to a lot of good times and a lot of bad times and you know I'm starting to realize that I rather be in the good times than in the bad times. <laughs> I try to keep uh keep myself. Uh, um going that in that in that road
2: Absolutely well there's a, a fan of yours who lives in Virginia Terry Letterer is her name mm-hmm. and she's gone out to Hawaii to see you perform and one of the things she said uh, she said you you really you got to you, you know you got to make this Henry Capono interview happen and it's not just about the music it's also you know you've given back whenever you can and given back to people and given back to hawaii can you tell us what inspired you or what what made you want to go from beyond performing music but also doing something
1: well you know i feel so fortunate and so grateful that <clears throat> i am doing what i love and i am uh, touching people in in a In the right places and and making them feel good so i think it's just mostly gratitude that um you know i carry with me and and appreciate and um yeah it it just keeps me going you know it it keeps it just gives me all this energy so it's a sweet life it's a sweet life
2: I want everybody out there they can check out this song Sweet Life. I've really been enjoying it and they can listen to it pretty much anywhere on Spotify, on Pandora, on Amazon music, on Apple music. you can get it on YouTube. When I hear that song Sweet Life, first of all, it just puts you in a really really, you know, relaxed mood and a kind of cheerful mood. But I also I feel like there's a little bit of a country, feel to that song am i crazy
1: no you're not there is a (laughs) a, there is a a country vibe to it i kind of you know i i um throughout my career i've i've kind of tried to tried to to listen to to everything around me and um i get influenced by different people and i don't listen to music a lot but I'll, i'll listen to something that i like and I just get influenced immediately, and um, I've always loved the uh, country country music, you know, and I got a steel guitar player to come in and do it, and he just added that little touch and uh I love the song it's I think it's one of my um one of the best songs I've written in a long time,
2: so it's really good
1: yeah it's uh it's really about uh you know me me meeting my wife and 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 falling in love and then she getting me through all the hard times and staying staying with me and and just say hey, keep walking on sunshine
2: so. nice you know there's this uh, it's it's something people repeat again and again but i want to get your thoughts on it behind every great man is a great woman
1: yeah <laughs> <Truth>. <laughs> what that's the truth yeah yeah, my wife has uh, really uh, turned things around for me. For uh, we've been together almost thirty years, and wow. uh, she does all my management, and um, she's just great at what she does. And it, it is a truth behind every man is a great woman, and I give um, I give her all, all the credit.
2: What's in the future? What's coming up in the world of Henry Capono?
1: Well, we're celebrating um 50 years of Cecilio and Capono, the music um of Cecilio and Capono. And we are planning a big concert um I think at the Waikiki show right now we're we're targeting. Um also it's uh, 30 years of me being at the Dukes in, in, on Sunday. Um and um uh, my foundation, Henry Capono Foundation, is uh, five years. So we're celebrating a lot this year. A lot <laughs> of milestones. Yeah, so we started the Henry Capono Foundation in 2018, just before the pandemic. And once the pandemic hit, all my gigs were gone. You know, for a year and a half, all my gigs were gone. So that happened, and my wife and I thought, then if it's happening to me, it's happening to all the musicians in Hawaii. So we got the foundation. Uh, we raised um, we raised 180 thousand dollars. And gave five hundred dollar uh, food stand, uh, food cards um, to three hundred uh, musicians and their families. And at the time, it was it it, it, it was the timing was right because everybody was shocked. Nobody they go, okay. We're all out of gigs. You know what are we going to do? I got to feed my family. I got to get put gas in my car. I got to do all these things. And I think oh, that five hundred dollar food card made a big difference. No, hmm. I, I still have people thanking me for that. So. Nice.
2: Well, I, yeah, I want to go back just a little. You mentioned this place, uh, which th- there are some lyrics that you wrote that just really, really paint a picture. Uh, and the song, of course, is called Dukes on Sunday. Oh, yeah. And I'm hoping you can tell us what aside from the lyrics what does this place duke's mean to you
1: uh, it means it means a lot well it's um after duke hanamoku who was uh, the waterman extraordinaire from hawaii um and and the company duke's um the the founder and the owner of the company talked to me and this is during the cnk days and said man you know I'd love for you to play here. And what makes t- he says got Diamond Head, got Waikiki palm trees, and 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 I see you. I see right over there um, uh, by the beach uh, playing. And um, you know, what do you think? I said, well, you know, it sounds great, but you know, I, I got a six month tour to go on, um, but I will consider it. <clears throat> So I came back and I went to uh, Makapu. I don't know if it's a, it's a, a bay over here on the east side. And it was such a beautiful day. And I looked out there and I said, I think I'm going to stay home and work out of of Hawaii instead of working out of LA. And I called my manager and said, you know, I'm whenever you need me, just call me. I'll be there. And I'll, and then I called uh, I called Rob Tebow, who was the um, owner of um and founder of Dukes. and I said, "You know that idea you had, let's give it a shot." And it all started from that. So it's a great place the The company is is full of Aloha and they treat people well. the food is good. and um you know i'm I'm so grateful to be working for that company. You know, I also do um, other things, you know, in, in Hawaii, I do a lot of things um, for free because I feel like I'm giving back to uh, the people that have supported me all through the years. Um, I also do big concerts that that is paid, but I try not to gouge people. You know, I try to make it fair for everybody. Um, this is my home and, and uh, this is our home. And I want to. I want to feel good in my in my home. I want my kids to feel good, my family, and it makes a difference. I'm so lucky to be living here.
2: That's hmm. wonderful to hear somebody say that. No matter where they live, you know, yeah. uh, I feel lucky to be where I am, and I'm glad when I hear somebody say that. No matter where they are. Now, going back to this song, Dukes on Sunday. A lot of times I'll see especially Buffett fans they'll post pictures and because of the song that you wrote Dukes on Sunday Jimmy Buffett liked the song so much that he decided to
1: record it. He did and and his um I have two versions. The first version was the one he recorded. Um he came one day um uh, after a concert and um he came up and he jammed with me a couple songs and you know, he really loved the place, and he, he looked at me. and said, "Man, you got a good gig here." I said, "Oh yeah, thank you very much." And um, I guess I guess he was looking for a place to to put Margaritaville. And um, next thing I um, next thing I hear is that he was trying to negotiate uh, to buy Dukes so he could have his Margaritaville. That would have been a great location for for Margaritaville, but. It's a great location for Dukes as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, that didn't work out, but he he loved the song. And, um, you know, they called me up, uh, I think, after they recorded and said, hey, you got to pick up uh, this, uh, my new um, r- release. I think it's uh, Take the Weather With You. And I said, yeah, sure. So I uh, downloaded it and I saw Dukes on Sunday on it. And I went, wow. Thank you so much, Jimmy. That's awesome. So um, Jimmy's a great guy. You know, I, I don't get this, to see him as often, but I feel him all the time. When I, whenever I sing I do, um, Margaritaville or Volcano or any of his songs, you know, I feel like he's there with me. <laughs> nice. So what did you think of his version
2: of the song, the way he sang it?
1: I like it. It sounds like his version, you know yeah. so, and I just I was just um honored that he uh chose to do it, and he did a great job. That's a great band, you know, yeah, What's wrong with that band
2: A lot of people they go to Hawaii, you know, so there's all different types of people that you've interacted with through the years uh and then there are people who have decided to move in to you know move to one of the hawaiian islands like willie nelson has there been somebody that you have met that you were kind of in awe of when you met them
1: um yeah i'm a good friend with um uh mick fleetwood he and uh-huh. i he and i are, are, are like uh soul you know uh soul brothers we we've um Seems like we've known each other for a long time. And um, yeah, I have a very, uh, very good relationship with him. And I love the guy. He's uh, he's a really good heart. He's got a good heart. In fact, we did this one. We did this one uh, fundraiser for when I think when Japan got hit with that storm. So my team put on a a fundraiser at the Hilton Hawaiian Village. And I asked uh, Mick to come over. He came over. It was storming that night. At that day, it was just we had to we had to go into a small room and um and and do this whole fundraiser. And uh, you know, we were out in the tent when it was storming, and uh, we looked at each other. He says, "I think we should just keep going." So I said, "I'm I'm in with you. I, I I agree." So we told all the um. Camera guys and the production people said, let's take it indoors and let's let's do this. And we raised um, about a, a million and a half just that day. So he's a great person. I mean, I love that guy.
2: Great story. So we just have, you know, so many different people who are watching this or listening to this. From wherever they are, from Hawaii, throughout the mainland USA. I always like to kind of give the guest at the end a chance to say whatever he or she wants. What would you say to anybody who has been tuned in with us?
1: Oh, well, I guess I say thank you for uh, all your love and support and for being with me for all these years. And, um, you know, Uh, The best is yet to come, and let's have a good time.
2: The best is yet to come. I like that. One more thing. People have all these different titles that they would give you, that you're a singer, a songwriter, a live performer, a recording artist. How would you define Henry Capono? Who are you at heart?
1: I'm just a regular guy that loves what I do. Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate that people love it too. So, you know, I'm just, uh, I try to be real and genuine. And I think that means a lot to me and means a lot to a lot of people. All of my fans. And I thank them.
2: Well, Henry Capono, I thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking.
1: Uh, Paul, thank you very much. I appreciate it and I'm honored and, uh, uh, you know, all the best to you. And maybe the islands.
2: That's the plan. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it's a let good me plan.
2: let me know if you're ever here. I will. I will. You you might we might just
1: be shaking hands. All right. All I right, sir. Sure. Take care, everybody. Love you guys. Aloha. Aloha.
0: You know the Paul Leslie hour is made possible by people like you, listeners, viewers, please. Go to ThePaulLeslie.com support, and you'll know what to do when you're there. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who contributes. Performance of The Entertainer, intro song by John Primerano. And, of course, this is your announcer speaking. See you next time on The